this morning. Amen. Day five of our seven-day time of prayer and fasting. And we start off every year with a time of prayer, a time of fasting, to seek God with all of our hearts. And I think when we put fasting into it, we're seeking God with all of our stomach. Amen. And God hears and God answers prayer. We do it every year because we don't know what the year is going to look like. But we're entrusting it into God's hands. We're putting it in God's hands. And that's the best place. That's the only place for safety and security is in the hands of God. And so just want to encourage you. Day number five, we have prayer tonight at six. Tomorrow night at six. Tuesday night at six. What we're going to give out free to everyone that comes Tuesday night, you have to come. Here, we're going to give you a vial of oil. We're going to pray over it so you can have anointing oil throughout the year and believe God for his true anointing to flow in your life. We're going to pray over it. Day number seven, Tuesday night, we're just going to believe for something powerful to happen. Amen? I'm excited because God is on the throne. God is at work in our lives. God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. The same God we encountered 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago is the same God today, and He's still working. Amen? What I want to do this morning, um, anointedly, and then when I get fired up, you do the... But what I want to do this morning, something different. We are praying and fasting. And we've been having some awesome times of prayer every night, starting with Wednesday night. We had a great turnout Wednesday night. Every night's been good turnout. People just seeking God. And what I want to do is just share, just briefly, to encourage you, and then I want us to pray. Isn't that novel? To pray in the house of God. Not just talk about prayer, not just promote prayer, but to pray. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. And so I've been just praying as to what God would have me to share and just leading the service in a different way. But I believe if we could have a corporate time, 15, 20 minutes of truly calling out to God, something powerful can happen in the atmosphere. Something great could happen in your life today. The very prayer request you have, the very needs you have in a corporate gathering, something powerful happens. So I want you to open up in your Bible to Genesis chapter 4. I want you to get ready to lift up your voice to God. Is there anyone here that does not have a need? You don't have a prayer request. All right, good. So all of us, all of us to call upon God. I want to read one verse of scripture, Genesis chapter 4. And it says in verse 26, And as for Seth... To him also a son was born, and his name was Enosh. Then men began 
to call on the name of the Lord. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. This is a, a, a pretty remarkable scripture. Before there were churches, before there were synagogues, before there was the temple, before there was any kind of organized religion, and I use that in a good context. Many times we use the word religion in a negative context because it has negative connotations. But this is the first indication of people looking to God. Besides Adam and Eve and God creating them, we have a verse of scripture. And it says, then, then men began to call on the Lord. So the question is, and I'd like to propose to you this morning, what, what was the then? What was the then? What happened that suddenly caused there to be a, a, a people, a community, a group that began to call upon the name of the Lord? Was it, was it a famine? that caused there to be a desperation that maybe they were not calling on God, they were not praying, they were not seeking God, they were, they were functioning and taking care of business in their own strength. Maybe in the context that a child is born, and maybe it was the then caused them to pray was, wow, I've got a child that I'm now responsible for. How do I raise this child? Was that then a, a, a crisis, some catastrophe, something that happened that, that stirred them to such a degree that they decided this is the time to call on God? I don't know what your then is, but I believe we all have a then. We all have something this morning that is causing a, a crisis in our life, a struggle, a battle. And there's the temptation to trust in your own strength or to trust in people. But the Bible, over and over again, this is the beginning of it, but throughout the scriptures, you would hear David over and over again, I will call upon the Lord. I will call upon the Lord. Throughout the scriptures, throughout the Psalms, the Bible, people were, were callers. They called out to God. Oh, that this morning we would be people who call out to Almighty God. Who lift up our voice and truly pray five days of prayer and fasting. For Many of you have done the whole five days. Some of you have done a meal. Some of you have done a day or two. Whatever it is, good news for you. you got two more days. You got tomorrow and Tuesday. Please be a part of it. Contribute. Put, put your weight in the balance. Put something in the scales to tip the scales in, in, in a positive way. I just want to share something. Just a, a brief little testimony dates back many, many years ago. I want you to understand something. That this church, now in our third building, seen Thousands and thousands of people come through these doors, tens of thousands. 25, 30 nations represented. 
God has done amazing things through victory. I want you to understand something, though, that this church started by calling upon the Lord. Simply started through calling upon Almighty God. Back in 1988, I was a senior in a Bible college in Louisiana. And not sure, knowing that God had called me, but I didn't have clarity as to what my ministry was going to be. You know, there are some young people here today, and you look at older people and you think, oh, they don't understand what I'm going through. We've all been there. We've all gone through the struggles of teenage years and, and all of the issues of high school and college and trying to find your way. We've all been there. So, so maybe you could learn something today. And, and, I, and I say that because sometimes you think that, well, they don't know what we're going through. We, we had to go through our own unique challenges to find our way. Wasn't easy. But you can make it if you call upon the Lord. You can make it if you call upon the Lord. So back in 1988, I'm in a Bible college and one of the faculty members had a burden for the cities of America. And he put together a, a video presentation. I mean, this Bible college had a lot of resources, so I mean, their presentation was like Hollywood, top notch. And what they did was uh, uh, the, the burden was to communicate the need of the cities of America. Now, this is back 1988. How many years ago was that? 33? Almost 33? And back then, some of the problems were crime in our cities, poverty in our cities, drug addiction, alcoholism, prostitution, and this video presentation was so powerful, so graphic. You know, it said that a picture is worth a thousand words. And so it was communicated so effectively in a chapel. And I just remember just, just my heart being touched by it. And the faculty member started a prayer meeting that wasn't a part of school, wasn't a requirement. But anybody that wanted to go can go to the prayer meeting. And I just went... And I started praying for Providence, because I'm from this area. And I just started praying, and I started interceding, and I went, and, and week after week. And then one time as I'm praying, I'm calling on God. God begins to speak to me and said, I want you to be a part of the answer to prayer. Not just praying. You know, sometimes prayer can be a cop-out. Well, we need somebody to do this ministry. Okay, I'll pray about it. That's a real slick way of saying thank you, but no thank you. Not for all of you. But, but God was speaking. God said, I want you to be a part of the solution. I want you to be a part of the answer to prayer. And it was in that moment that God began to birth the vision in my heart to be a pastor in Providence. Now understand, I'm only 20, 24, 20, 25, 24 at that point. Young, no experience, no background in ministry, uh, fearful of speaking in front of people, feeling inadequate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
But God birthed something in my heart because my heart was burdened by what I saw in the, in the cities of America. But God says, you know what? Okay, let's focus it on providence. I'm calling you to providence. What am I trying to say this morning? That this church, what you see, all that's been experienced in the 31 years, all the great mighty things God has done, the missions trips, overseas to Africa, uh, outreaches, children, youth ministry, God calling a young girl named Tara. Um, she was, she was your daughter's age, right? Abby's, uh, Maddie's age? To think when she was in church. I mean, think of all the, the great things God has done, the salvations of souls, but it all happened. It, it was birth in a prayer meeting. Now let's fast forward to today in the cities of America, in the nation's capital. I pray for wisdom. Pray for me for wisdom because it's so hard to speak about anything these days without being misunderstood or without creating dividing lines or opposing views and causing polarization. That is not my heart. I am pastor of, of all people. Whether you're Democrat or Republican, whether you're blue or red, whether you're left or you're right, whether you're coming or you're going, I pastor all of you. I love all of you. But I see if, if back in 1988, God could, could stir a burden in my heart for the things that I saw in this nation, what about today? What about today? What can God birth in your heart? Maybe there's a, a social reformer here, but it's going to be birth in prayer. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord, that this mountain is removed. Maybe there's a missionary here that it's going to be birth, but it's going to be birth in prayer. Maybe there's a, 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 a teacher or, or somebody who's going to influence the future direction of this nature, nation, but it's going to be in prayer. If we could stop the rhetoric, everybody thinks they're right, especially on Facebook. Everybody's a prophet a pastor, a professor, a theologian, an expert. And they're so eloquent for both sides. But it's not about sides. It's about being with Him. It's about calling upon the Lord. And what could happen? A nation divided is, is terrible. But you know what's worse than a nation divided? A church divided. God Help us to put aside our agendas, to put aside our opinions, to put aside all that we think is right or wrong with America or with this or with that and say, God, I am going to call on you for you to heal your church first. For you to unify your church. For you to birth something in the church, something in my life that will change in effect, a diff make a difference. Then men began to call upon the Lord. Brothers and sisters, this is a critical, critical hour in history.
and the church needs, the church must lead the way. We must be different. We must love one another. We must accept one another. We must care for one another. We must pray with one another. I mentioned last week about unity. The Bible says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. For there, for there, where? There, God commands his blessing. The church is the most powerful force on the planet. More powerful than governments, more powerful than armies. And you know what? It's more enduring. Rome, the most powerful nation on the planet. 400 years, rule the empire, rule the world. Gone. Babylon, gone. All these great empires, gone. You know what God is into? He's into the church. He's into the church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus is building his church. You and I are a part of it. You and I are the church, not the building. We are the church. Can we take 15, 20 minutes and call upon the Lord? I said call. That means lift up your voice. You know, it's okay sometimes to pray quietly, but you know what I have found? Sometimes when I pray quietly, it's okay, and God hears, you know, God's not deaf, He can hear. But you know what? Sometimes when we pray quietly, or when we're praying in our minds, it's easy to get distracted. But when you begin to speak things, it brings clarity. When you begin to speak things, there's a power and there's authority and there's, there's a change because there's power in your words. The Bible says they began to call on the name of the Lord. We're fasting and praying. Some things don't come out but by prayer and fasting. So I'm believing because we're praying and fasting, things are going to come out. Things are going to change. The power and the glory of God is going to be revealed in God's house. And in these last days, and in these last moments of time, God has, God has chosen us. God has ordained us. God has enabled us to be alive. Think about it. You know, in studying church history, I think of different times and I say, wow, what would it be like to be alive in those days? Maybe Book of Acts time, or, or maybe in the 3rd century, or the 12th century, or during the Reformation, Martin Luther, John Wesley, the 18th century, all these different times. But you know what? I might look old, but I, didn't go, I don't go back that far. But you know what? God didn't put us then. Put us now. He didn't put us there. He put us here. And this is a critical hour. Think of what we're living through. It's really, it's, it's staggering. Nothing like we've ever experienced. But God has put us here for such a time as this. God has ordained that you would be alive. And what an exciting time. It's scary. It's crazy. It's it's. It's a fearful time for many. But wow, think about it. God says, I'm putting you on the planet. You are my representatives. You know what? It's not, it's not the government that's the representation of God. It's the church. Jesus said, you are my people. You are my ambassadors. 
we as the church are the people of God that God put on this earth to influence. And it's a wake-up call when we see what's going on in our world, our nation. It's a wake-up call for the church. Because we're supposed to be the salt. Right? We're supposed to be the light of the world. Someone once says, as the church goes, so that we say this morning, you know what, God, forgive me. Can we repent today? Can we repent? I think, I think repentance needs to start in the church. The world is full of pride and bigotry and hatred and racism and all kinds of evil. Why? Because unregenerate people, that's what they produce. That's the, the, the works of the flesh. But we're the people of God and we produce the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance, self-control. That's who we are. But we have to call upon God. Can we stand together this morning? What I want to ask you to do, brothers and sisters, I'm talking to everyone. Turn to the person next to you and say, he is talking to you. I'm talking to everyone this morning. Would you this morning find a place to pray at these altars? We're going to take about 15, 20 minutes, then we're going to come back, do a few choruses, and we'll close. But would you take 15, 20 minutes to do some business with God? You could do it at your seat. You could walk around. Please keep your masks on as we, as we do. And just call upon God and say, God, like I did in a prayer meeting, well, God spoke to me and, and I said, yes, God, I want to be a part of the, of the solution, not a part of the problem. What can I do to help? And you know what? It was through prayer that God changed everything. So let's pray. Father, right now, God, I pray for an anointing to pray. God, I pray for an anointing to pray according to the will of God. To be just like we saw in the scriptures, a time when men began to call upon God. If there was ever an hour, God, that we need to call upon you, it's now. Lord, God, grip our hearts with the, with the seriousness, with the soberness, God. For you said in your word to be sober and vigilant. You said in your word to be sober and, and, and watch unto prayer. So God, today anoint everyone. God, help God, the new Christian, help one, the one who doesn't think they know how to pray. God, simple, it's simple. You laid it out even at the very beginning. Just people calling on you. We don't need to know all the theology. We just need to, to know how to open our mouths and call upon you. So, Father, I pray for an anointing on the new, the young, the old, on everyone. God, that you would touch our hearts today, that we would be people of prayer. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on now, everyone, go to God in prayer. Lift up your voice. Pray. Come on, open your mouth. Come on, even if you don't shout, let it be audible enough so you can hear what you're saying. Hallelujah.